Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent, with exclusive contents for our patrons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista, que solo nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. Estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas, with you always every Tuesday night, alongside me, Mr. Cristiano Oliveira. Alfredo, hey, Freddy, everyone listening in. All the Freddies. What's going on? And can't just, you can't forget about the guys that are listening the next day or the day after. Oh, because that's there's right. there's never a bad day to listen to the Bifiga podcast. Never. So, you know, everyone. Even on in. your worst days, yep. you can still listen to the Bifiga podcast. Hope you guys are having a wonderful one. Back making his uh, return, Dave D'Olivera. Dave D'Olivera. What is good? We're always fresh. It doesn't matter what day of the week you listen to us. We're always fresh. You could listen to us two weeks from now, a week, a month. We're always fresh and uh, ready to go, so great to be back here tonight, you're, boys. You're fresh, all right. He's fresh, freshly frozen. He's freshly confet. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let me let me try to bring uh, Dave in here real quick, uh, Cristiano. So, how you been, man? Tell the people how uh, how you feeling, man. Uh, been better. You've been better, but I've also but I've also been worse. So, yeah, um, you know, in terms of uh, Benfica, pretty positive. Pretty positive. Very excited to see what. Very excited. Very excited to see what's on. Did the you watch right the? Now. Did you watch both games? Yes, yes, I did. That's wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Dave, what you what you do on your on your week off, brother? What I do on my week off? Uh, day trips. We went to uh, the trailer a couple of days. Went to the beach, enjoying some nice Canadian uh, summer weather here. Because soon enough, the uh, cold winter will be upon us. So. Gotta soak up the rays while uh, while we can up north. Soon enough, Dan, Dave, do the mic. Take calm, bro. I'm, I guess I'm uh, I'm a glass half full guy if I'm already uh, thinking about the the winter time. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could. For me, the cold could take its time getting here. But I know up north, you guys get it sooner than we do. But uh, yeah, for your sake as well. Yeah. So anyway, episode number four hundred and fifty-two. While I while I try to bring Dave into the picture here yeah uh 
At least uh, we you can hear him, right? You guys can hear Dave? <laughs> At least we got that fixed. Um, but yeah, episode 452, Benfica uh, put a, a bow uh, on their preseason today uh, with the game against Newcastle for the Eusebio Cup. Uh, but before that, we played Girona up in Switzerland, which was... Can you can we say that that little Portugal in Switzerland with the amount of Portuguese that were on the in attendance at that game, Cristiano? Which game? The one against Girona? Yeah, in Switzerland. Yeah, I remember that game, but it seems like it was like forever ago, right? The one that they uh they invaded the the field afterwards. After. No, I turned it off. As soon as the game was over, I, I turned yeah, it off. Yeah, no, honest to God, I didn't see what was going on. So the, the funniest thing was that um they kept saying um that uh please do not <laughs> do not invade the pitch okay that's exactly what they did well next time i think As they're already on dave i think the next time they should tell them to invade it and maybe they'll just do the opposite <laughs> oh yeah yeah but they... little little portugal that's even a small city in in switzerland i'd never heard of that city i had Is to do really? uh, a search yeah only twenty five thousand people uh live in that uh that town 25,000 people. Yeah, but as we yeah. know, Benfica's just travel, guys. It doesn't necessarily... Yeah, they do. Sure. They don't have to be from that that town. They could be from surrounding towns and even s neighboring countries. That's right. And they could be from, you know, I think that Germany's pretty close, right? I don't know. We're not going to go down the geography path here, right? Because I don't think we ever <laughs> hit that one on the head every no. time. No. Okay. So we'll just say, that's if you noticed, Alfredo, I smartly went with the neighboring countries, right, Dave? <laughs> Instead of sticking my foot in my mouth, I just said the neighboring countries, whichever one they, you know, whichever neighboring neighboring countries they may be. I have. No I mean, clue. if we're looking to kill some time, I can always pull up a map of Switzerland. Dave, and pull, up, some, pull up a map, Dave. <laughs> Dave, not to put you on the spot, but I mean, Dave, you are supposed to be the stats guy, right? Yeah. Okay, we've got Germany to the north, Austria to the uh, the east, Italy to the south, and France to the west. So. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, probably, uh, maybe some uh, Portuguese traveled from France. A lot of neighbors. I don't know. A lot of neighbors. Yeah. That's it. Don't yeah. know uh, how many Portuguese are in Germany and Austria and Italy, but definitely a lot in France that could have traveled over to uh, Switzerland. Maybe they made their, their way to, to Switzerland to get some Swiss chocolate, some Swiss army knives, <laughs> some Swiss watches. And then they said, hey, while we're at it, we'll watch the Benfica game. So, you know. Sure. Why not? Yep. You missed out the uh, Swiss cheese, too. The Swiss cheese. There is Swiss. Yeah, but yeah. isn't Swiss cheese from like uh, Milwaukee, Green Bay? <laughs> Why would Swiss no. cheese be from Milwaukee? It is. Isn't that the one? The, Wouldn't the, it be from Switzerland? The cheese heads. I don't know. I see the Packers. There's the different types of cheese, man. I don't know. Isn't that cheese? Like Swiss cheese? The ones with the holes in it? No, with the holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is well, Swiss you're cheese. about the cheese heads and uh, yeah. the Packers. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm free. See, I mean... I don't know. I don't like cheese. So you got to. <laughs> you don't like cheese? I don't like cheese. I don't eat cheese. I despise cheese. So, uh, you know, uh, you got to give me a pass here on my uh, if I get my cheese geography wrong. All right. But listen, I want to say what's up to Dave Han, Manny Valado, Valadão, desculpa lá, Moraes Miranda, Mo, 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 Hugo Freira, Cristiano Oli. Oh, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Cesar da Silva. You know, just wanted. Oh, oh Davey Han is correct. He's saying that the, the package is cheddar. What? Epa, I am yeah, cheddar. cheese. Cheddar, cabot. And it's got holes in it. So, I mean, nobody's really paying attention. But listen, uh, real quick, Manny, Manny Baladon says here, as a lifelong Benfica and Newcastle fan, today was fun. Benfica always comes number one for me, obviously. So, um, yeah, listen, there's a lot of people who are enjoying Benfica so far in the preseason. 
get to travel. People get to go over to Portugal, watch games, and as you mentioned, Switzerland, right? Swiss, Switzerland. Um, and all these preseason games that, that Benfica gets to partake in, and so it uh, becomes a very fun summer. Hopefully one day we'll get to, um, to play in Milwaukee and get to ch- taste some cheddar cheese. Then um, yes, who just played in Wisconsin? The two teams. United? Uh, City. City, yeah. Uh, City and... Um, and Bayern. And Bayern. They just played in uh, in uh, Milwaukee. Bay? Lambeau Field. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah Lambeau. Lambeau Field. That's, that's where they play. Green Bay. That's not Milwaukee. It's Green yeah. Bay. Lambeau Field. Well, it's like East Rutherford in, in New York City. So how's everybody doing? All right? We're ready to go? <laughs> we're ready to go. I think uh, I think we're about ready. We got Dave... Dave has been absent. Dave, welcome, my friend. Welcome Dave. to the show. Dave's here for now, guys. Enjoy him while you um, Yeah, let's talk about this <laughs> this Girona game, and I'll give you the lineup, and we'll get into it. Elton was in goals. Gilberto, Otamendi, Murato, and Grimaldo across the back. Uh, Florentino and Enzo in the middle. Neres and Rafa, João Mario, and then Ramos up front. Um, that... that um, Christian, what, what, what do you think? I mean, we've seen a repeat of, of, this, of this starting 11 now. With the exception of the goalie. But with the ex- much... with the except well the, today was the exception of of, of Lacodimo. No, he played the last game as well. N- he didn't start. He didn't start against Girona. He didn't. Elton was the one that started against Girona. Yeah, because up until today, well, place. still today, he's out of all, uh, out of both him and Elton, he's the only goalie that has allowed goal- goals in this preseason. Elton <laughs> is not. Elton played the first uh, half of uh, of oh, that, the Girona that, game. That, that's a clear sign to me. Then no, it's no. <laughs> a clear <laughs> sign. We got a winner. <laughs> there it is. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We got a winner. Yeah. We got a winner. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, sworn, I could have sworn that, dude. I'm sorry, bro. Look, I, guys, I'm pretty sure you're you're accustomed to me messing up here on a podcast. That's why we hired Dave and we're paying the big bucks. But uh, you, you know, I'm also in preseason mode, and I could have sworn. That Vlaco has at least started two games. I know Helton started a few, but I thought it was 2-2. But you might be right. He came in in the second half against Girona and uh, gave up a couple, right? That yeah. Game as well. Gave up a couple. But, yeah, look, to answer your question more directly, yes, I think Roger Schmidt um, so far early on here has identified his strongest 11. And I think he's tried to give these guys as many minutes together as possible to get them comfortable uh, to play on one another. To kind of, you know, they might just be the guys that have picked up a system the quickest as well, because as we know, Benfica's very next game is not a game como gente diz Berlins. Yeah, this is for um, you know Champions League third round qualifying. So it's a game that matters, a game that has a tremendous importance for Benfica for the rest of the season. And so um, I think he's identified his strongest eleven or strongest ten, with the exception of the goalie switching back and forth. But I think it will be Vlako Dimas as well come August second at the Stade of the Luz against Michi Landi. Uh, whatever I don't know, it sounds like uh, yeah. Brazil. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, cara, faz um right. <laughs> faz um right e depois vai pro Mitch. And so um, I, I think uh, he's identified his players. And look, so far in every preseason game, we understand it's preseason. I think today was, um, not not to get ahead into the, the Newcastle, but I think the Newcastle game has been the one that's, at least in terms of degrees of difficulty, was the, yeah. dif- the most difficult one. But they've played well. They've had spurts of where they were dominant. Um, there's inconsistencies there, but we'll get into that. But I think uh, to answer your question, as I said before, more directly um, is I think Roger has uh, you know has established who his starting eleven is going to be for these very important couple of games coming up so far. And um, until these games are, are are in our rearview mirror, I think uh, these will be the starters until 
you know, hopefully Benfica does what they have to do and, and qualify for the Champions League. And then I do think there might be a couple more uh, reinforcements, but that's for a later part uh, in, the, in, the, in the podcast here. Yeah, I think that um, the games have been getting uh, more difficult as preseason has gone on, um, I think. And I think that uh, that speaks a lot to, to the planning uh, where – you know the higher degree of difficulty has come later on this this preseason. Girona uh, was a team uh, that had a very high defensive line. So we we kind of we've we've seen a couple of looks in terms of teams and and how they play and and their identity. And I think we've seen a couple of mixes of what we can find during the season. Girona played with a with a high line. Uh, Benfica was able to to get behind every now and again, but but yeah, uh, I think up, up until this point, Benfica hadn't really played anybody with the high line until uh, Newcastle and Girona. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 enjoying what I'm seeing. Dave, thoughts, man, thoughts on this Girona game in in Switzerland, little Portugal. Yeah. Dave was in the woods. Little, he didn't little, have internet. <laughs> did you, Dave, Dave was, did you, did no, you watch I, the game, I had, Dave? I, I caught I caught the little I caught the first half of the uh, the game. So. Figures I missed the, all the goals in the second half there, but I caught the the highlights uh, there. Um, the only uh, thing, and it's already been mentioned in the chat there, it looks like uh, with the starting a lineup, uh, starting eleven that uh, Roger Schmidt's been using here, he's been going with uh, Gilberto there at uh, at right yeah. back, and I think it's already been put in the chat uh, whether we go with Ba or. Or Gilberto, but uh, I guess maybe it's Gilberto's job to lose since he's got uh, some seniority over Bob, maybe. And but at this point, I, I think uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Bob as well. So um, can't go can't go uh, wrong with with either option at this point. Yeah, no, I I think I agree with you, and that was my biggest doubt in terms of of the Newcastle game. Well, we'll get there soon. Was whether or not. Um, Ba had had overcome Gilberto because he's been playing so well, but so has Gilberto. And like you said, Dave, um, it is Gilberto's spot to lose. Uh, and I think that you know it, it's been great to to have seen the way Gilberto has progressed from uh, from an ugly duckling to a to a guy that's that's revered and and respected. Uh, by the fan base, right? Because of you know what he puts into the game and and how he's been able to progress in terms of his skill, his his ability, his his avantad, uh to to play with with the team. I really I've really enjoyed to to see his progression. Christian, what, what do you think? Is is it uh, Gilberto's uh, spot to lose? Yeah, I mean, rewind the tape. When we uh, I believe our first podcast of the year, when we talked about the acquisition of, of Ba. Initially, I said, I think Gilberto starts off ahead of him. Eventually, once Ba adapts to Portuguese football, because he is coming from the Czech Republic League, so it is going to be a step up. I understand the Portuguese League is not one of you know the premier leagues in the world, but it's still a huge step up in competition from what Ba is you know, accustomed to. So I, I do, and I did think at the time, and I still do think it'll take him a little while to adapt. And I know preseasons looked well, and I'm excited. I think we have a quality right back for the first time in a while. So really since Nelson Smith um, went out the door, we've, it looks like we're going to finally have a right back that's going to be able to go up and down the wing, create. And, and look, the guy's got a goal uh, on his feet as well. He could score. So it's very exciting, a very exciting signing for Bifica. But as I said before, Gilberto, based on the way he finished last season, 
how how he's committed himself to this club, how he's ingrained into the fan base now. Everybody's really um, started to appreciate Gilberto, right? It, it, it was pretty clear that he was going to be the guy coming out of the starting gates that was going to be clearly ahead. And 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 I'm not really surprised. I think Roger Schmidt has you know, decided to keep the guy that's comfortable. Um, it took Gilberto as well one full season to really get ad- adapted to Portuguese football. And once he did, he, obviously everybody else's opinion has really shifted on him because uh, initially a lot of people were not too thrilled with his acquisition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think he's turned some 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 heads, and um, look, it, it, I'm glad to see that Gilberto's obviously you know uh, picked up his game. But at the same time, Ba's coming, and I think it'll be a matter of time before Ba gets a hold of that spot. But at the end of the day, it is healthy competition. You have two options at that right back position, whether it's Gilberto or Ba. One of them is not playing well. You could put in the other guy. So it, this is what. I would like to see throughout the rest of the roster. Unfortunately, at left back, we still have an enigma over mm. there in, in Ristic. We don't even know what the hell he is. He hasn't yeah. really played. He's been hurt. Grimaldo is a cone defensively. So, uh, unfortunately, throughout the rest of the roster, there isn't that competition that we have a right back. But I think that the right back position, Steinbosman. Like yeah, no, I think so. I think so. Uh, you don't You don't need Gonçalves. Uh, you don't need Almeida. Well, we know we don't need Almeida. But, we, I mean... We don't need to invent anymore on that position. I think they they hit the the nail right on the head with that. And the fact that, and I was listening to uh, to Picado and Engracia and Yoko today as they were doing the the recap of of the game, uh, and and I agree with them. The fact that there is competition and those guys are are somewhat on on level footing right now, that there's no reason why either one of them is not going to be better it's as a result of correct elevate each even, other even gilberto at, at 30 years old or 27 years old whatever how old elevate he is each other because that's they correct know in order for me to play i have to be at my peak form yes sir at all times yes sir and so any slip up the other guy is going to be ready to take that opportunity and like i said before i think bob will eventually be that guy but for now, it, it's beautiful to see. It's just sad and unfortunate that we don't, that we have, don't that have that throughout more, the rest of the at the goalie position. Right. We needed ba- baby at- steps, baby steps. It only took about <laughs> six, seven years to get that position filled. Okay, we got to uh, we got to appreciate it while we can. Yeah, no, I you know I I, I get it, Dave. I get it. But yeah, it's it, everything that I've seen from Boss so far has been very impressive. He's even gotten on the score sheet and and, uh, and assists. So he's been good. He's he gets up front, and I don't think he's as much of a liability defending as uh, Grimaldo is. No, no, but I think he defends much better than Grimaldo. And we're talking about early. opposite sides, right? It's but forget the side. It's just it's early, right? But all indications and all the signs that he's given us is that he is a quality right back, a kid that's willing to work, a kid that's willing to learn, and the the future is very bright. In today's game, I was eh. You know what I mean? But I think he's been impressive up until now. And you expect a player to come, a player like himself, who's coming from the league and the competition that he's coming from, it's going to take a, take him, just like it take any, any other player, a little bit of time to get adapted to things. Obviously, preseason, Benfica's really manhandled teams, and he's really played against the opposition's second squad because Benfica has fielded, as we mentioned before, pretty much the same 11 in every single game. And then in the halftime, they sub everybody out. And Baez played against, because the opposition has done the same as well, and Baez played against the other team's second, you know, secondary choices or second lineup or, you know, whatever it is, reserves. And so he's looked well. But 
again, there's going to be that hiccup, and then it's about how he reacts to that hiccup, or, you know, or even a chance in how he responds. It, but even but that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be there's gonna be a hiccup. He's definitely gonna it's gonna come a time where he's like, oh, Bob, this shit, yo, this is this is I, I gotta step my game up. And when he, and then it's all about as you just as you just mentioned the way he reacts to that. And then I, I think he'll be fine. But you know, it's it's all about that. It's about how these players adapt and react to certain difficult situations. No, I agree. We go back to the Caval Passaporta, right? Exactly. That that old phrase. Um, yeah, in the second half, we we saw Flaco Dimos, uh, Ba, uh, Antonio Silva, Vertonghen, and Diaz, Maite and Weigel, uh, Chiquinho, Enrique Araújo, and Moreira, and uh, behind Yarmchuk, also getting minutes in that half were Paul Bernardo, Gonçalves, Musa, and, uh, and Pinho. Um, all the goals coming in the second half, but again, second, you know, this is preseason, you know, don't don't put a lot of attention to that. But the fact that Benfica has now played, what, five games in preseason and has basically won all of them, look, take it for what it is. And Manny, Manny Baladon, just, just to, to correct this before, but Manny Baladon, he says, the Vlaco Dimos did start the game against Phillips, so it is two starts against Oh, he one did. start for the other, so yes. Oh. So he did, so it's two starts each. So I was, I was, I yeah. knew I was onto something. Valadon, you get the prize for tonight. Pagas a conta, look. Yeah, but the chicken it, fingers it, award. Look, it, it, it's been, uh, it's been, it certainly has been encouraging to uh, to see how the team has has developed and and look. Uh, certainly, Roger Schmidt's identity is is very visible in this team. Um, so now uh, moving on to uh, to the Eusebio Cup, which happened today as we record this. This is Tuesday. Um, Really, last test before Befiga, uh plays their first official game against Midgetland, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Midgetland. Midgetland. Yeah, but final test, and, and, and look, there was a lot of expectations, right? Because you think, well, these are, are the 11 guys that are going to um, that are going to be playing. Uh, so uh, the lineup was again a, a repeat with Vlacodim just in goal of, of the Girona game. Vlacodim, Gil, Gilberto, Otamendi, Murato, and Grimaldo, uh, Florentino, and Enzo, Neres, João Mario, Rafa, and, and Ramos um, up front. So this is what we're, we're seeing, but I, I think that there's still some, some positions here that, that could be improved, but uh, I think that I am comfortable with the level in which the team is at. Uh, Cristiano, thoughts on, on, on the game? To piggyback on what you just said, you know, you, you say you're, you're comfortable with where the team is at. I am and I'm not. I think the team has been very inconsistent. I think there's times where our level of play is very high and then there's times where we fall off, right? And I think that consistency is something that Roger Schmidt, as he stated after the game, that there's things he liked, there's things that he didn't like, and I think that's definitely one because there's portions of the game that Benfica looks like they're in control. They know, but then there's also portions of the game where it looks like they've gone to sleep. And I think it, Roger Schmidt is going to want to keep that same consistency, that same pressure throughout huge, bigger chunks of the game than what they've done so far. We understand it's preseason, but I think that's been probably the one negative, right? Is that the team, there's highs and lows. And I think they want to keep it more even keel. And, and, and look, and we hope that, that that's going to happen. Um, I have no doubt that Roger Schmidt is definitely going to push the boys to get to that level. But, I mean, that would be my one negative. But, you know, again, to talk about 
in today's game more directly. I thought the team played well. Um, again, they had some inconsistencies as well. Defensively, they looked like the team fell asleep a couple times, but they created enough chances. I like the pressure. Obviously, the competition was a bit higher today than it's been in preseason. So Neres didn't really shine as much. We understand that um, these teams are going to, you know, as the competition elevates, the better the, quality, the, the better the quality of the opponent. So the more they're going to focus in on the guys like Neres and, and, and you know the, the playmakers on Benfica. But it's still good to see. It was a tough test. Very physical team. A team that's obviously not going to be at the top half of the, the Premier League, but they're going to be trying to get you know, to, to go to places, they'll compete. Say, they'll compete. I don't know. They'll compete for if they're middle of the table. I think they'll be. You think happy. they're missing a, a, a star player? They're missing a bunch. <laughs> they're not just, <laughs> one. Not just one. They're missing a bunch. I mean, obviously, right now they're the biggest, uh, richest team in the world. I have no doubt in my mind that in three, four years, we're talking about a totally different monster. We're talking about Alan Shear, Newcastle. No, way big. I mean, no, way, way bigger than about, that. Man, these guys are going to compete with cities and PSGs for these big signings. Right. It's just a matter of them climbing their way up the ladder enough to where they get close, and then so get, you know, getting creative with start. the financial fair play. Yeah, yeah of course. They, you know, those guys are smarter <laughs> than you and I put together. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Hey, what's what's been? Exchange uh, talks about uh, consistencies. Uh, what, what's been your your impression in terms of what you've seen? Uh, especially in in the first halves where we've gotten really the the guys that we feel are going to be the projected starters, what have you been able to see uh, during these games uh, that has impressed you? Uh, that has impressed me. I like the way that we uh, we attack and uh, we we press up up high, and that's something that Roger Schmidt uh, brings uh, to this club. Um, to piggyback on the inconsistencies, this is something that we've been seeing five, six years with this club, not put, being able to put uh, two solid halves um, together, right? So um, we've gotten, this will now be the fourth coach that tries to solve that uh, mystery of faith and trying to put two uh, halves, two solid halves together. Um but uh, it is also so preseason. Usually what we've been seeing is he uh, subs a completely different uh, 11 together for the second half. So maybe players aren't used to playing with e each other. But um, uh, what I'm what I take away from this preseason, like like what I'm seeing uh, offensively, still some um, still left to uh, be desired there on some of the. Uh, the uh, defen defensive play, especially on uh, the counterattacks. I, I know Grimaldo was getting picked uh, picked apart in that uh, first half there, and both uh, goals coming from his um, his side. But um, not much to complain when uh, it's it's going forward. But that hasn't been our problem um, the last couple of seasons. I'll set off the fireworks. Yo, do it if you allow me to. Uh, Dave, I agree with you, right? There, there's a lot of positives. There's also a, not, a lot of negatives, right? Grimaldo, there's, there's a couple of things that are guaranteed. I use this line all the time. I just switched the third one, which is death, taxes. And in this case, is Grimaldo scoring a free kick in preseason <laughs> and Grimaldo getting beat like a ragdoll, right? Every single preseason. And it, it's still alarming at how he's committing these, these, these childish mistakes defensively. You see him on that first goal. There's two. You got Morato, who I've been, who I've liked so far in the preseason. The guy has not put a foot wrong. I thought, I think throughout the preseason, he's been very strong, and I think he's probably changed the mindset 
or the plans of the club and maybe letting him go on loan or even selling him. I think he's been very solid, and I think he, I think he's he's, he's established himself. I, I think he's going to remain on the club. I don't think Benfica is going to ship him out. But you see, you see, Morato and Otamendi in position, and, and, and freaking Grimaldo just decides to hey, late bro, let me bumps out the lado, let's go, and he leaves <laughs> Trippier. All by himself. I don't understand these lapses still defensively that Grimaldo commits week in, week out. They're astonishing. Now, to set off the fireworks, in my humble opinion. Oh, watch out. And I said this on Twitter today. In my humble opinion, if Benfica aspires to be the club that we all want him to be, which is competing for titles at the end of the season, Benfica cannot have João Mario, Florentino, and Vlaco Dim and I'm not even gonna go anymore because I'm trying to play nice. But those three guys cannot be starting come September first. You don't think Florentino has done well? He's looked hey. he's looked good in spurts. I still I'm think gonna, he's very I'm gonna inconsistent. tell you guys uh that's what the chat is blowing up uh, about right now between uh Hugo and uh Davy Hen about uh Florentino right uh it right takes, now. So you guys I, I, I'm, I've told and especially you, Alfredo. We've had millions and millions of, of conversations on, on this subject, right, and, and with various other players. It takes a lot more in football. In today's modern football, you can't just be a one-trick pony. You have to be able to do something with the ball in your feet. And Florentino leaves a lot there to be desired. And I'm trying to be nice. I like the kid. I've said it here over and over. You know that I've said it f since last year when we went back to the offseason. I think he he would be very well served by sitting behind a legit six at Benfica and let him be in the his backup and playing and getting the minutes, you know, when the game's, you know, whatever, Benfica's ahead comfortably or trying to hold a score or playing in the Tasa games, playing in the, you know, the Tasa de Cerveja games. I think he needs to still develop that aspect of his game, and that's why he has not played anywhere at Benfica, at Getafe. He hasn't played with consistency over the last two seasons because that part of his game is still not refined enough to be a starter at a club like Benfica. He's got physical attributes. He's not the fastest guy on the pitch. And you've seen today, Maxime, whatever, went right by him like, yo, like you standing still. He's got to commit a foul. He's got to do – there's just no inconsistency. I mean, no consistency in his game. And the one thing that he severely lacks aside from the vision and being able – and I'm not even talking about being an Enzo Perez where he's setting up plays, right? But he needs to pick out a pass. You see the guy turn over the ball. But the other thing that I think Florentino needs to play – Right, at least you could make the argument. Look, he's playing. It's he needs to get that intensity up. He needs to get that huge part of, in order to play in the middle of the park. Your intensity has to be on spot all the time, and he still lacks that, unfortunately. And as for João Mario, I wouldn't understand playing him in the middle, in the middle of the field. And now you playing him at left. Left mid. I mean, come on, dude. Look, and Roger Schmidt. Well, I'm that's not because they care. They care selling that uh, that front it's, line. That's fine. It's still he's got no speed. He doesn't. He doesn't open the game. He doesn't really do nothing besides get the ball, touch it back. He Benfica. Look, I think it'll be not enough to beat the Mijaki, right? Whatever Mijatli, Mijatland. Yeah, but eventually, as you go through, it depends on the draw, right? You get a Monaco, you get... There's still very tough teams that Benfica could, could still uh, play in the, in the playoff. 
you need something better. This is not enough. I, I, I like the reinforcements. It's still not enough to get Benfica to the top of the league table at the end of the year. I um, and you could kill. Me. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to kill you for it, obviously, because I, I think that you bring up valid points. But the thing that that I wanted to say is that this is probably the best version of Florentino that I've seen uh, since I since I've followed him. Right. Um, that there's there's improvements to his game. Uh, there's a lot of things that he that he has done to to improve, and I I think I don't think that he's a complete trash this guy and and or, and leave him. Say, on. You didn't say that. I know you didn't say that, but I I I do think that that he adds he he adds some value to this Mifika team. Is he the guy that I would like there? Probably not, but neither is uh, neither is Grimaldo. Right, so I mean, you can look at it that way. They're, those are not guys that I, I idealize for for Benfica. I want something better, but I do recognize that there's been a progression and an evolution in his game. Um, he worked apparently he had some kind of specific strength and conditioning during the off season that he he told the media that he he needed that to get him to where he needs to be in terms of the physicality level. But I do see some improvements in him. And I, I, I said it last week. I think, I think the imp- what, what, at least what I saw, right? And I don't want to call it improvement. But what I seen where he's looked decent, where he's looked good at times is, is with the pressing, with getting. Out. As I stated last time, Enzo was the guy that was playing deeper, and Florentino's the guy pressing all up and down the field, and and therefore he looked good in that in that papel, right? In that role, role, right? He's looked good. It's when he has the ball at his feet. Yeah, That's but the but today mark. I saw him do some vertical, some some long vertical passes. He did on, one in the second half to the left. To no, but there was there was another another vertical pass that I saw him on the ground that he, he did a couple of vertical passes Look, today. I root for the kid, Alfredo. Ah, root for the kid. No, I, I, I nobody's like rooting against him. But, but I I just bro, I'm always going to put Benfica over anybody, and I and I and I know a lot of the players whatever. But I'm sorry, I love you, and still we we'll still hang out, and I respect the hell out of you. But at the end of the day, it's Benfica above anything else. And I think in order to get a strong Benfica and get Benfica to where we want him to get, he's just right as we speak. I'm not saying he's not going to develop that part of his game over the next year. I just think he needs to sit behind a veteran, a guy. Not when I say a veteran, I'm talking about it could be 22, 23 years old, but a guy that's a legit, that there's no doubt about. This is a guy that's going to fit into our. Like an understudy. Yeah, exactly. Learn from that type of guy, develop that part of the game, learn what. Because a lot of times you watch and you learn. But. If you're playing with guys that are inferior to you, you're not really going to learn. You need to learn from somebody that's, you know, above you, better than you, that has that part of the game that can explain things to you because you're playing in the same role, same. And like maybe you're not seeing things that 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 a guy that's accustomed to playing that position that already has developed that part of his game could get you to watch as a young kid because we see the the guys take you know the youngsters under their wing and maybe maybe that part of it. But I just I don't know. I I don't see that. Hands down, oh my God, that's it. Forget about it. Don't go get nobody else. We got our guy. It's it's that's it. In well, the story. I don't see you that. You know, guy. the the thing is that as we look at, our, at all our center mids, there's probably none in, in our team with the same characteristics as as Florentino. Why hasn't Weigel played more? Because he doesn't question. he doesn't fit the role that Weigel, Schmidt envisions for that position. Weigel doesn't pr- is not as agile and mobile as Florentino, right? 
But Baigo's going to give you assurances with the ball at his feet. Correct. That Florentino won't give you. Correct. So it's, there's going to come a point where when Benfica is, let's say, I think Vigo's going to leave, but let's say Vigo stays. There's going to come a point where Benfica playing the inferior teams, right? The Tondelas, I think Tondelas second division. You don't need a destroyer. No, but not just to forget the destroyer. Where they're playing these other teams that are going to sit back, right? And you're going to, you know, you're really going to, they're not going to pressure you. Dino's going to, like, again, I'm, I'm 47. You give me the ball by myself in the middle of the park, I'm still going to pick out a pass. Put two guys around me, that's it. I'm a turnover machine. <laughs> I'm not comparing myself, but I'm just making a stupid example. But when you play in the Portos of the world, you play the other teams that do have the ability to press you, be around you all day, get the ball, turn. That's when Roger Schmidt, if Vigo's still on this team, and let's say nobody else comes in, it's Vigo or Fortino at the time. He's got to make that decision. In those games, he's going to have to decide – do I want a guy that just presses all day but really can't take care of the ball? Or why? Or do I want Weigel, who's going to take care of the ball, and I'm not really going to have to stress and have to worry about a counter because of a dumb turnover and Grimaldo being by the corner flag? So there's going – those are the decisions different, I think different, g- different games are going to require different styles. And you're absolutely right when you say that. Um so I mean, we'll see. I I'm just I'm happy with how the kid has progressed. Uh, but is he the guy that I envisioned for that position? No, I, I would have liked to be a, a more polished guy in that position in terms of those attributes that he has, but a little better with the ball. Look, I believe right. the rumors that Benfica's interested in Arsenal or whatever his name is from Fire North. You know that kid? No, but I believe Frederick Arsnes. But I believe that rumor because that's. The type of player we need, I believe. In I don't Roger, know the player, so I, I don't can know, tell. You. But I know Roger Schmidt, and I believe Roger Schmidt's gonna bring a guy in that he's, he knows he's, that fits yeah. his character. He's, he's, he's not gonna bring a guy, a guy that not to like, compete with Enzo. Stop, because George Jesus brought in mate there, then didn't play him. So right, th- that happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while we're on the topic of kids in that position, uh, Paul Bernardo hasn't really nah, been guessed, making any uh, any headway Dave, this uh, Dave, season, Dave. Some time for on loan for him, but Dave, I'm the crazy one. I'm the one that gets beat up here on the chat when I'd say these kids are. Don't, don't even mention boy, that. Bernardo is Bernardo is out of his depth at, at this point, bro. If you guys, he is not progressed. If you just play the Benfica podcast to the decision, the decision makers at Benfica save a lot of heartache and a lot of time. Because I mean, I tell you, Alfredo, somebody sh- somebody should hire you to be a scout. Why hasn't Benfica hired you to be a scout? I, because five—that's five, five, a step down for me. Five, Five, five seconds. You watching a player for five seconds, you you could already tell whether he's going to be good or but not. Tell, but tell the Freddies and the listeners that you're not mocking me. You're honest. I'm not. You're not mocking. I've, I've been wrong once, but very. I'm a. I'm right a we, lot we need more. To get, we need to get Kevin and Tunj on on this podcast again. Kevin's too busy for me now. Kevin's too busy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we need Kevin, to get... the Seychelles brothers. Everybody's the too busy. Seychelles brothers. When when baseball is over, maybe we could get Alex on. Now they'll they'll be but upset. Then it'll be fantasy. But Alex will be upset because uh, my Yankees will finish ahead of his Toronto Blue Jays. He's not going to be. He's used you know, to the misery, so. bro. He's used to the misery. Uh, well, the Blue Jays aren't miserable. Um, they got two chips in the night. Yeah. So uh, you know, lots of goals. 
Ramos getting on a on a score sheet. You know, I'm, look, let's get back. Look, because like, because this is important. I, I just want to get back to this where we were. But this is important though, because we talk about the Freddies and we give them no love. Well, so Dave is supposed to be checking the chat. No, no, I can't be running the show it, and looking at the chat. We have to say some. Like, there's obviously a lot of fluent talking back and forth. There's Hugo, Davey, Dan, and there's a lot of different opinions. Cindy Souza says a lot of players still on this team that shouldn't be here. The uh, Diogo Reyes, Diogo, that's a trabalhar, pa. What's up? Thank you for listening as always. And by the way, thank you for the rest. You guys listen, appreciate it. Um, but he's definitely a lot better than the last time we saw him. He's talking about Florentino. So he's putting in the work. Yes, for sure. Hugo says, yeah, but he can't be a starter. Hugo actually aligns with my thought process. You guys says, talk a lot. You guys, people, you like to contage. You, can, well, you, know, you, you contaminate each other's thoughts. I'm his I mentor. Oh, you're his mentor. His mentor. So yeah, he, he will lead. He yeah. will follow your lead. If he's a smart guy, he listens. Um, <laughs> and then you know, and, and I, I wanted to get back to the chat because then you get Davy Hinda says Chris just wants eleven tarapes on the field. I mean, Davy, if that's what you think of me, <laughs> look. I, no, but he would play tarapto over Joe Mario. I, I, I tell you this. Would much. you play tarapto over Joe Mario all day? And I tell you this much. <laughs> I tell you this much. You like, yo, give me eye candy. If you're telling me I want to watch something on the field that's got a building that's going to make it a little nutmeg, yeah. to me, that's a lot more entertaining. Why don't you watch futsal, man? Futsal is a terrible. sport for you. They are terrible. The futsal is a sport for you. They, they got the Jenga. I, what Jenga? <laughs> hey, Dave, I, 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 I actually, I, those are like a half hour, like 20 minutes I'm never going to get back in my life. I, I regret it so much. <laughs> but I sat there and I said, let me, let me check this out because Ricardinho, that dude's got Jenga. Yeah, Ricardinho is a god. So I said, let me see. Hey, yo, bro. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I don't need, dude, I don't even want to start giving my thoughts because to me, those guys, they're playing futsal yeah, get, because get, get they, they can't track. play get anything else. Track. Sorry for, for putting no, you on that tangent. That's fine. <laughs> but I like, I like guys that have, that, that could pick out a pass. That, that could, now, I understand in modern day football, the tens, those guys are going, they're like dinosaurs, right? They're just, they're going by the wayside. I understand that you're going to need guys that, aren't as pretty on the ball, but have the physical aspect, the discipline. I understand all that, guys. I'm not saying that to get rid of that. I totally understand that. But at the same time, bro, you need those types of players on the field because, bro, there's going to come a point that you got you to gotta create. You got to get to the opposition side. You got to score a goal. Everyone in, in modern-day football is so concerned nowadays when not giving up goals that you forget. You're 100% correct if you don't give up a goal. Dave can't lose right but they forget on the reverse side of the coin if you don't score you can't win as well and it takes a little bit of creativity it takes it, it, every team look at the big teams there's there's got to be magic guys guys on a team that have the that magic wand and that's that's just it so it's not about 11 tops bro yeah um quality players the thing that i wanted to say about this game and and you know and this has always been roger smith's identity right um He's a guy that is not very stingy on defense. He's going to give up goals just because of the offensive volume that his teams play. When you play that press, that high press, that very intense press, the weak side is always going to be exposed. So in, in terms of the two goals that we gave up today to Newcastle, both to the same side, were at times where Benfica had the weak side exposed and Newcastle had enough time to switch the ball to the open man. That that ball to Trippier, we knew that was – I mean, Trippier is a, is a good player, and he wasn't going to miss that pass um, for, the, for, for, for their goal. Um, but again, the weak side is what's going to hurt Benfica, but 
as long as we could work the timing on the press and be able to shut down and don't let teams breed or look up to see where the weak side pass is, we're in good shape. The moment we we tone down the press and we get lazy in terms of the timings, teams are going to find us on the weak side and we're going to be exposed every single time. Yeah, but but I don't know where he's going to play. I don't understand, right? Because you could start... As I mentioned before, Moratu has looked really good in the preseason. Otamendi's team captain. He's going to play a lot. Um, Verissimo is coming back, and they start to wonder why they brought in João Vitor. But I think João Vitor was brought in because of that reason. João Vitor is the fastest center that's what back I'm on saying. the team. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. I think he's brought in because of that reason, because he's going to cover up a lot of those holes that Benfica is going to be going up, pressing up and pressing high. And then there's, there are teams that are going to break the trap. They're going to break the press. Yeah, yeah. There are teams that are going to convert on a on an errant pass, yeah. right? And then I think João Vitor, because I started questioning, like, Vertonga's not going anywhere. You got a boatload of, of, of center backs. You start to question, right, Dave? With all the other positions that need to be strengthened on this team, weren't we better off investing that $10 million on, on on a left mid, for example? Right? I'm just using an example. Why go get another center back? But then there's a million-dollar question, and there's the answer. Because the guy's got wheels. And I think he is there to be able to cover up a lot of those counterattacks yeah. and a lot of those, you know— but- Weak side turnovers. Uh, could we, like could uh, like Moratu's been getting a lot of start time, Grimaldo's there by default, and Joao Mario as well. Could they, the club, be using this as a showcase? There's still t- some time in the transfer market, or maybe trying to you get mention? a club to to uh, to sell them. Who'd you mention? Was who showcasing who? Grimaldo? Yeah, Muratu, there's there's been a couple offers from Rens, and Benfica has, uh, has turned them away. Same hey, as Mario was the other one. Well, I, I think Joe Mario's not going. Joe you could put him in the red light district in Amsterdam, and nobody for <laughs> nobody free. Nobody's touching him. Nobody gonna touch him. Nobody's gonna rub Grimaldo, that bullhead. Grimal, same thing. He, he might get somebody to touch him with a stick, but nobody's yeah, really gonna uh, pay him. I don't know. I, I think I, that, I don't, that uh, Arsenal might uh, might uh, snap up Grimal yeah, on the cheap. On the cheap, if it's Five, cheap. Yeah. I mean, um, like what's his name? Tavares money. But they well, Tavares is shipped off. Tavares, you saw that, right? But but opening up room for Grimal. But. To, to to answer that question regarding Moratu, if we didn't say what we said earlier, right? This is just my thought process. That Roger Schmidt has clearly identified his strongest 11 in camp. If Benfica was trying to showcase him, I don't think he'd be in this 11, Dave. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I think. Due to the fact, because, you know, could have played him and, like, yo, we got to prepare for him not being here. We're really showcasing him. This is not his spot. I think there is a clear indication here that Roger Schmidt, at least the way I read it, Roger Schmidt has been pleasantly surprised by Morato. And I think, as I mentioned before, Morato has, I think, has forced his way onto this team. I don't think they're showcasing him no more. I honestly don't think. Look, you're going to have Otamendi. Right, you're gonna have it eventually. João Vitor has got. I mean, it's as we talked about in the first couple of preseason uh, podcasts. It was ludicrous that Benfica. And same thing with Enzo. That Benfica would would come to an agreement with these clubs and let him play in the Libertadores because of this risk factor of getting hurt. And that's exactly what's happened. And he's been hurt ever since. But he's gonna get healthy, right? So, and then you got Verissimo that's gonna get healthy. But Verissimo maybe might we be. We don't know, long. man. 
he's going to get healthy. I mean, afraid. He's going to get healthy, but those injuries be, are usually. Nah, the question is going to be: Does he come back in September, guys? Is he back in October, November, December, or January? So then, and, and maybe if you have a a, a Morato playing well, João Vitor being healthy, Otamen, you can tell you have the luxury of telling Verissimo Pa, really take your time, make sure you're 100. percent But the reason why I'm mentioning all those guys is because, you know. You can still keep Moratu in a three-horse rotation with Otamendi, Juan Vitor, and him. Because Vertonghen, I honestly think, look, he's a, he's a consummate professional, um, a guy who's a Belgium legend, you know, a, a Tottenham legend, blah, 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 blah. But, but I think he's a little long in the tooth. I think yeah. I'd be okay with him going. So due to the fact that Verissimo is not healthy yet, right, Alfredo, you're going to have to keep three centrais. Yeah. Araujo's no, uh, being loaned out to Jubicent. Yeah, no, it's it, I, uh, Antonio Silva pro- is going to go play in the Still B team. Still youngster. Um, so I, I think Morata. I, I think that the biggest thing is that Benfica has a good problem to have. Right, one thing is when you're struggling for center backs, like you have in years past, you're not struggling for center backs right now. Um, even though that there's there's variable degrees of 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 ability and technical whatever. But here's the thing with Vertonghen, right? The thing with Vertonghen is that you got a World Cup in Qatar, and regardless of his status, status with the with with the Red Devils, with the Belgium national team, if he's yeah, if he's not playing, if he's not playing on a regular basis, I don't know if he makes that World Cup squad, man. I I still think it's it. Look, there's still what are we today? Twenty six. There's 26th still, of July. July. So there's still a month and a week or so left in the yeah, transfer window. Where is he going to go to be relevant? He can't go to the MLS. He could go back to Anderlecht. He could go back to Ajax, for example. He could go back it, to... Some... Is Benfica going to let him go just no, he's, in the he's contract? Not, because he's... what are they going to get? They should. Um, what are you going to get for it, a 35 Right now, he, he should be one of the names that are on the list of guys that are expendable. For me. I agree. And, but the thing is that he's going to be very picky in terms of where he goes because he wants to go somewhere where he has the visibility and also he's going to have the playing time. He's going to be a he's, starter. He's and a, I don't know what market that is. He's an Ajax legend. Yeah, but Ajax to, will not sold start. Martinez, but they, they just, won't start him. Bro, they, they, they've started Danny Blind forever, and Danny Blind was just as old as him. They, they, I, look, I don't really care where he goes. <laughs> I just this, I think he should go. How's that? Yeah, I think so too. Those uh, those old dinosaurs at center back. Maybe yeah. when some Italian club will pick him up. Yeah, somebody Who does? Pick him up. Who does? Some Italian club will pick him up. <laughs> yeah, some. I mean, Alfred, I still think. Look, nobody's gonna pay for him. Benfica's gonna have to let him really yeah. rescind this yeah. contract. Yeah. Let him go on a free. But we've seen Benfica is not rescinding the contract. They're not even. They don't even want to rescind the contract. with a, They're waiting for Andrea Almeida to to determine and settle <laughs> his situation. What's his situation? Nobody cares. Nobody wants. Him. No. Um, but anyway, uh, getting back to the game. Uh, so again, uh, Benfica's hardest test by by far, and there were there was times that you know we, we were... didn't touch on something about the game. What's the that? one thing that got so much play, newspapers, at the Sam Sam TV, they had their own journalists on this on this offensive coordinator. No, and now we finally like... we're, now we're finally Dave right. We're finally getting. Goals or for set pieces? <laughs> I was thinking about that today. Yeah. We had the we had the set piece specialist as uh-huh. the interim coach, and we just never got any goals. And now, brand new guy comes in, and we're scoring all these goals here from um, 
from set pieces. What I, what so I thought was funny. What I thought was funny today. If I'm not mistaken, I think I might have been. It might have been Benfica FM. Might have been Nuno from Benfica. I don't know. I read. In apologies, I forget exactly who it was, but I read it on Twitter. Like, in a way, kind of hoping that like they're not scoring all these goals, set piece goals in preseason, because I feel like we're gonna meet our quota and then we're gonna go the rest of the season not score. So, <laughs> so Dave, I don't want to. I don't want to use that, up all yeah, our bullets our right now. Will have, our opposition down. will have film on how to defend it uh, going into the uh, the season, one or the other. There, but, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't want to use our quota up right now. So yeah, right. sixth goal, sixth goal from a set from a dead ball situation for Benfica this preseason. One penalty and five free kicks, right? A corner's free kick. No, uh, I don't think you can count on the penalty. Yeah, that's the doesn't sixth. count the penalty kick. I I heard today, uh, no, uh, he said six, but I don't know if he counted the penalty. He did. He mentioned. He the did penalty. mention the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but look, it's it's refreshing. It's refreshing to to be able to see uh, Benfica score from set pieces because, as I mentioned last week's pod, is on those games where you're playing in Aroca that's got two buses parked in front. That set piece goal might make the difference. A lot of times when teams are even, even you know, evenly matched up. It's it's a fifty fifty thing. It's gonna be those how prepared you are, and it's gonna be those teams that take advantage of the ballers paradas that normally come out on top. Yeah, um, second half uh, the starters got a little bit more time. Then in the fifty ninth minute, Weigel, Yaramchuk, and Shikinu came in for Enzo Ramos and Eresh. Um, Yo, the chat gone quiet. Did did we lose them? It's gone quiet. Maybe it's just your guys. Are we still live? Is your is your? Uh, yeah, we're still live. I think they're all upset thing. because I said Tino should be a starter, <laughs> and then <laughs> the, you said Ten Tarab should play. I didn't say Ten. Davy said eleven. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Davy scared all the listeners away. Everybody's gone. They, they. No, look, uh, I you know, I, I and I think uh, everybody in the chat would would agree that um, that Benfica it is is looking good. My opinion, and Dave, you look at this preseason and you look how the team has progressed under a new coach, under a new system. Um, what are your What are your feelings? I mean, it's it's uh, great to see how the team is playing. Like I said uh, already, offensively, but at this point, guys, we've been burned so many times. How many preseasons have we come on here saying team looks good? And even even if they come out and go undefeated the first month of the the season, I don't know. I've been burned too many times. We've seen this uh, this movie with these, especially with a lot of these guys that still remain on this squad. They hit some sort of lull once we are, if if and knock on wood, we qualify for Champions League. Once we get into the uh, the actual Champions League tournament, we hit some sort of a lull just around that time. So, um. Pleasantly surprised to see what's going on right now, but it is preseason. Uh, the real test um, now starts, uh, and I think Roger Schmidt uh, alluded to that in his post-game uh, uh, press conference that uh, the real the real season now uh, begins. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I, I think the last couple of years we've we've started the preseason off really well, playing in these qualifiers, coming out with the exception of that one hiccup against Bayouk. But, I mean, I believe one of you guys here, even on a podcast, came on after like week three or four and said, oh, by Christmas, we're champions. I don't remember which one of you. <laughs> Not me. Which one of you it was. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I think uh, – it, it, I guess I, I could ask you this. Podcast, I could, could right? ask you the same question, right? It, it, it's early, and I think that Dave hit it on the head, right? Uh, it, it it's great to have this newfound hope that Benfica is when is gonna 
is in the right path and is going to win titles and you know title that they haven't won in they haven't won any silverware in three years. Yeah. Um, Not even the the the, the Tasa de Cerveza, which were the, the owners. A Tasa I mean, de Querica. Tasa de Cerveza, bro. That was... No, it, it's one of those things that you, you kind of have this renewed hope, like I was saying. Um, but let's see how the season progresses. And I hate to be like that negative guy that it's always waiting for the sky to fall oh, on them. That's normally me on the podcast. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I just think that there's there's something different. There's something different about this team. Uh, and I'm really enjoying And we haven't, Christian, we haven't touched on, on Enzo, right? Crack. Or are you still out? No, no. I, I think I gushed all over him last week. But... Um... Yeah, early signs. He's looked really, really good. Just He's looked really good. He's real comfortable on the ball. Today wasn't one of his best games, but again, Roger Schmidt mentioned in his post game press conference because somebody asked him something about the players weren't at you know at their best today, and you know was it due to the fact competition, tired, whatever it was, fatigue, or and, and I think he mentioned like we had a double session yesterday, a s session earlier today. These yeah. guys are exhausted yeah. as well. So, yeah, in terms of impressive, you know, numbers, in terms of, of a passing percentage, whatever, he did give up the ball a little bit more today than he did in previous games. But you can still tell this is a baller. This is a guy that's not afraid of the pressure. not afraid of the limelight. He's going to come back, going to be the first guy really um, asking the ball and, and starting up play and, you know, organizing things. He's aggressive when he needs to be. He's great uh, at pressuring the opposition. Uh, look, it's early. He is in mid-season form because River Plate was in mid-season, pretty much playing Libertadores, which yeah. is the equivalent, you know, South American Champions League. So he is ahead of most of his teammates or even the opposition because, again, as I just mentioned, he's in mid-season form. But it, it looks like Benfica have found themselves a, another quality Argentinian player. Um, one of these players that I hope that the rest of Europe is really thinking about how, how depressing this club's been over the last couple of years, and they, they you know they choose to ignore Benfica and don't come watch him because I think if you watch this kid play and these sharks come around, he won't last very long. No, so I, hope, I don't I think hope he lasts past him. this year. Yeah, I hope. I really don't. This he's not going to stay past this season. Um, it's just you know from what Cristiano was saying, baller. When he gets the ball, before he even gets the ball, he already knows where his next pass is going to be, and oftentimes it's not. A lateral pass. It's a pass that will put a guy through, or find a guy in space, or switch the 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 angle of play or the side of play. It's just these things, man. And look, it could be something that is in preseason. Uh, he's in midseason form already, while the other guys in preseason. But the thought, the idea, the the mentality, the awareness. It has nothing to do with the, the physical stamina. You can oh, tell it's different. Oh, last, yeah. last week when I was gushing over him, Dave, you weren't here, and I said there are players that get the ball and get rid of it, one touch, two touch. And you see them, like, they're constantly moving the ball. But there's a difference between what I've seen Enzo do. Again, and, I, and I'll repeat it for what I said last week. There's a, difference, there's a difference between you getting rid of the ball to the nearest open guy, and like, yo, look, it looks like you did your job. Like, oh, man, look, oh, psh, another pass. Look at that. He picked up his – but there's a difference between getting the ball and putting the ball in a teammate that is best positioned to 
go forward, just progress. And that's what's impressive about Enzo. Yeah. He's not just getting rid of it because, oh, my God, I'm under pressure. I got to get rid of it. No, there is a thought process. There is a buildup already behind his passing. And they say the great ones, right, they're always a player two ahead. And, it, and I'm not – I don't want to put them in that category yet. Let's slow down. Slow down. But it looks like the guy – at least in his mind, right? He's got this brain to understand and pick out passes and really be able to alleviate pressure at the same time as he's really putting his teammates or his team in the best position to just proceed and go forward. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I like about him is how he dictates the pace. He gets the ball, in, and depending on what he's feeling in terms of what the game needs, it, I've, I've seen him being very, very direct – uh, with his passes and very quick with his passes, doesn't hold on to the ball for that long, especially when there's an option available and vertical passes to find guys. I, I mean, I'm, I'm the most excited about about him. Uh, certainly the guys that, that have watched him so far in these games that he's, that he's played um, are probably feeling the same way. Anyway, so Benfica puts uh, a bow on their preseason uh, games. What was Three, it? Four, four or five? Five games. Five games, five wins, five wins in five games. Does preseason champions. Preseason champions. Might go in a museum. It's like the NCAA football. We rank number one in the world after five victories. In <laughs> where, where are we at? They, the the some, preseason some polls. Teams haven't even played their first game yet, and we've already got five under the our belts. The, the preseason polls uh, are, are very. Benfica is, is power ranked number one. <laughs> and we won a bridge along the way. And we won a bridge. Ozebu we finally Cup. won something. I, I, yeah. That's two. In the Zebu Cup. A new Zebu Cup, which today. we hadn't won in uh, ten, years. 10 years. 11. Remember, we went to Monterrey to inaugurate, to inaugurate their stadium. We got slapped 3 0. <laughs> like, eh. They were so embarrassed by all these performances that they started playing the games on the road. And so it, this is the first time since 2016. I think. 2016 that it was played at home 11 editions and we've only we've only won four yeah no bro that doesn't make any sense yeah. 11 editions and we've only won four of them that doesn't make sense how does that make sense 2009 2011 2012 and 2022 once dave starts but still doesn't make sense you just said they went 10 years without winning one there's 11 of them so that means they won one and lost 10 how's that four that stat was no. you. Ten years of stat was you, not mine. <laughs> Maybe you misheard that Elder Condut. Dave, when was the last time that Bifiko won? Uh, uh, ten sounded right. Was, was it 2012? 2012. 2012. Ten years. So that's ten years. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we've we've skipped a couple of years that we didn't have his debut cup. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right then. That, that's how the mat oh, adds okay. up. Because I was going to say, there's 11. There's a, we haven't there's won algebra, There's an algebra variable there, in there. I never there was a Eusebio Cup that was canceled that was supposed to be played in Canada. So oh, yeah. So let, let's, uh, why do you got to bring up all shit, Dave? I know that's a, <laughs> that's, that's a sensitive subject. So bro. who kept the trophy? Who kept uh, the trophy? must have been yeah, stuck year. at the museum. That year. Nobody played. Did they, have they refunded you guys the money yet? <laughs> Holy oh, shit. God. Let's, let, let's, let, let's not get into that. No, that was the promoter I'm in thinking, Toronto. That's I'm not being featured. Jafos has got, got a mouthful to say about yeah, that. That's why Jafos be um, ro rolling around in a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't he a promoter. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, let's uh, let's start wrapping this up. So, uh, Benfica found out today who they were going to be playing in August second at Stade Luz. 
in the first leg of the third round qualifier. Uh, let's not forget that there's still a game after that for Benfica to make it to the, to the group stages. Games, but uh, we will be playing Mijitland, Mijitland um, on August 2nd at Stadeluz. That's next Tuesday. Um, also, what else we no, got? No, man. Yeah. Not next Tuesday, is it? Yeah. yeah. It is next. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, why is it that the winter takes forever to get come to roll through? In the summer, it's already, bro, we're in August already. Yeah, bro, already. we are in August already. My birthday's already. around the corner. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're in August already. Yeah. Um, Every day gets shorter by a minute now. Yeah, another news. Tiago Veia uh, went to Sturil. Uh, Pizzi. Oh, went, yeah, Pizzi. Uh, rescinded his contract with Benfica, and he's, he went to Alwada. He did not travel to Switzerland because uh, his parents were run over yeah. and they were in a hospital, so he needed to tend to his parents. But let me ask you something. I mean, something. I can understand not liking, not liking PZ and playing everything, but yeah. running over his parents, that's would be much. Let me ask you this, and I know that you know that I'm not the biggest PZ fan, like many of our listeners know, right? Um, PZ's done a lot of things for the club. I think his his name will be etched in in the club's history, but let me ask you this: Do you think that that Pizzi deserved deserved something better in terms of his 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 departure? Could they have? It's complicated. Brought him on. It's the game today. It's complicated, and I'll tell you why it's complicated. Go ahead. If you go strictly by numbers. Right? You look at three, what is it, 300 games played, goals, my five titles. Ridiculous. Ridiculous numbers. The dude, for sure, without a, without a shadow of a doubt, should have gotten a lap, a victory lap around Stade de Luz. But it's not it's not just about, yet. he left yesterday, I believe, and they saw him. Well, he was program. going to Barcelona for, for medicals. Whatever. He left, I'm saying, he left yesterday. Um, but due to the fact that when we seen him in January, Lita Bashaki, there was no... Love affection, anyway. It was like kind of like you leaving out the back door. So, I, I don't know because he gave <laughs> the stage was set. Yeah, yeah, you think? Yeah, like so. I, if they did it then, now they're gonna give him some type of a like a, you know, child louder, like you know, like gonna get him laid and put the things around his neck. I don't, I just don't. So I'm not surprised that this is the way they 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 opted to do it. But if you again, PG's gonna be one of those guys that is going to be remembered for a very long time. As a player who is best described as a monkey master, but his numbers <laughs> his numbers are through the roof, and you should still, even though we rag on him, and, and, and I don't think any of us here on the podcast are biggest Peasy fans, we understand his importance on those teams, on those championship level, not level, but those championship winning teams. He was a very key part because those 20-plus goals he was scoring against the lesser opposition, hey, it's three points in a bag. And at the end of the day, every three points accumulated, you know, added up to winning a title. And so, PZ was very, very important to those teams. And I don't know, man. There is so much turmoil or rumor or just around his name. Yeah. In terms of Coach Killer and this and that. Yeah. And so, it, it like, and then you seen the interview he gave once he got to Vashaki that one day and his wife and whatever. One day they're going to know the truth. But then you see the club like kind of rush them out the side door. So you start to think maybe there is truth to a lot of this BS that's go- I don't know. I don't want to judge because I don't I don't know the details. I don't want to, but that's what it looks like. 
You know what I mean? What yeah. do you think? Am I right? I, no, I, I think that, it, you know, these, these past couple of years, uh, PT has gathered a little bit of uh, reputation. Whether warranted or not, whether true or not, but the perception of the fan base, well, and I would say most of the fans, because there's a lot of guys out there that still, you know, they, they like Pizzi and, you know, they will continue to like Pizzi. But I think the whole thing with with Lodge, that a lot of people felt or had the perception, and, and I, again, per- perception, stressing perception, right? The perception that he was the ringleader in that. Uh, then the whole fiasco thing that happened um, last year with JJ, the year prior to that is lack of at- attitude on the field, which was very noticeable. So I think that over time he's built up this negative perception of PT that the fan base has. And you know, about, you know about football. It's always what have you done for me lately. Uh, and regardless of the numbers, which I admit are very impressive and will probably have Pizzi at the very top in terms of stats, um, I think that kind of has, has been overshadowed by this negative perception that people have of Pizzi. So, and, and, then, and then, as I mentioned, due to the fact that this is the way they've handled his exit, it kind of gives those rumors legs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it validates. It, it val- validates. I don't, yeah. don't want to validate. I'm just, I'm just going to say it gives it legs. Right. Because there still might not be true. But at least it starts to smell like it quacks like a duck. It sounds like a duck. It is a duck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's starting to head that way, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Let him go away. <laughs> Maybe Dave. Maybe he pulls a a, a oh my God, what's his name? The guy in the scooter, Elizel. Yeah, the guy. Maybe he pulls an Elizel. He comes in a little in a little moped, and the title celebrate. I don't know, because Elizel never. Elizel never got. Elizel never, never got, got goodbye. To, yeah, yeah. He came in on his own that day, like, oh, I'm a party, and then he's like, that's the, that's the best. It's even. That's the best celebration. It's even. In the it's even better than having a goodbye but that dude for Elizeo because he 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 did it on his own terms he was like a wedding crasher he shot, but he oh, did he it cra- on his own terms he, he crashed the party got on his Vespa like I don't care yo he's Chalari left and like yo get good to like, <laughs> yo what, yo and you never but Dave you've never seen him again yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think you've seen him since. But he did, did he do the Vespa two two years in a row or not? No, he did the Vespa. He went from there to to, to the Marquesh Pomba. He did the Vespa, and that was it. And he's disappeared. Yeah. So that makes him the international man of mystery. Nah, he did he but did dude, it on his own terms, dude. Yeah, he exactly. did it on his own terms, which is the, which is not a lot of players could say that. So PZ, maybe PZ comes in. Yeah, like that. Um, on rollerblades. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. The Quasim Damiel Museum. Um, celebrated his ninth anniversary this week uh if you guys haven't visited the museum i recommend that highly buy the museum along with the stadium tour and you will not regret it um kovacevic 
uh, goalkeeper, Bosnian goalkeeper. Uh, Benfica is rumored to be interested. Then that that there's that Fred Frederick Poland Aworsnes. Polish Polish league goalkeeper Poland of the year. Of the year. is going to these uh, scarce <laughs> leagues and like we're taking all your top. Well, at talent. least he's not. They're not getting somebody from uh, from the second league in Spain, Almeria. Oh, that worked out. <laughs> Dave, that worked out. And uh, and lastly, uh, and you see, they actually try to go back to Almeria and sign their leading goal scorer. And Almeria's like, you ain't getting me this time. <laughs> no, we not this time. I fell for that shit once. Yeah, we, we want thirty-five. So. Um, no, and and uh, and lastly, uh, Pichardo, uh, world champion yeah. in triple jump here uh, in the United States in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, and nobody really was able to touch him. It wasn't even close uh, to him. Almost eighteen. Meters. I had her on my phone. Seventeen ninety-five. I had her on my phone, like as an alert to what, but then I didn't have internet at the time, so I missed it. Yeah. No, I watched it. I watched it it's because people were tweeting, um, tweeting about it. I'm happy. I'm happy. No, look, I think it's uh, it's a guy that uh, has caught a, a lot of flack uh, from the the antis because he's Cuban, naturalized, blah 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 blah. Hey, Benfica gets Cubans, other teams get doping guys. I mean, it happens. <laughs> not, not everybody's perfect. Yeah. We, yeah, Ooh. we also we also have some questions here. Let's, yeah, let's let's go through the chat before we leave. Cindy Souza asked earlier um, if we. Thought, uh, okay, do you guys know, I think, do you guys know if Benfica is going to get a top-notch goalkeeper? I, I think Cindy, I think to, it's to, in the cards, yeah. To answer your question, I think they're two years too late. <laughs> it should have been done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's in the cards. I think it's in the cards because, uh, I don't know. I don't know about Vlacodemus. I mean, it, it, talking about a guy that you don't idealize in an extremely good Benfica team, that could compete in Europe, Lacolim is not it. Neither is Helton. Sorry to say that. Neither is Helton. But, but Helton is is Bel- a good number two. Helton is has all the has all the characteristics of what Benfica wants in a goal. They're just not He's not just, that high. But he has... No, obviously, Alfred. I'm saying he is... <laughs> he's Be- got the car- characteristics. Befica, he's not... He's what Benfica wants. Just better. But he plays with his feet. <laughs> yeah. Comes out for crosses. Holds the ball. Doesn't just punch everything out. He's exactly what Benfica wants. But just a, a, a better yeah. level. I don't know I'm much about this uh, Kovacevic guy. What other questions do we have, Christian? Let's see. Yeah, oh, uh, Diego Reyes wanted predictions. All right, so we want. What do you want? Uh, the defend, defender of the year. Defender of the year. Yeah, but you can't do that now, Dave. Yeah, this, can't yeah. do that. Now, I Dave. I think that uh, Enzo's gonna have a good year. Um, can't do that yet, man. You gotta wait. This you're right. We'll do. Dave. 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 I I just be curious to look back, and I think we might have done this last year, um, or last season. We look back at who was. The starting eleven for the first game, and who is the starting eleven for the Much better. Much last this, game? Let me let me set the table. Set the table. Because you guys, I think you're off. But you're not wrong. Yo, it was a great idea, right? It's a great idea. But Dave, here's the thing: it's premature. It's premature. We need to do this when the transfer window closes. Because 
Yeah, Chris, let's do it when the transfer window closes. Look, Cristiano Ronaldo wants to come back home, wants to play in the Champions League. So at least he can't be But we don't know. I mean, there's still there's still a lot of players that could come in. So I just think it's a little bit premature. That's why I'm saying, we'll, hey, hey, Diogo, we'll definitely do this. Dave, keep this in mind. We'll do this uh, September 2nd or 3rd or whatever, whatever, whatever it is that first podcast after the transfer window closes. I just think it's a little bit premature. That's yeah, no, I, I, I get that because there's... Because Benfica could go get... You're right. is out of retirement. Then all of a sudden, take come on, come on, that's one. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Let's 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 wait until the 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 rosters close up, and then we could offer some opinion. Albeit still premature, but I think it'll be fun. What are the questions that we have there? Cindy says he's not a starter; he's a backup. Who are you referring to, Cindy? Vlako, Vlako. Yes, it's premature. We just might still go. Okay, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, what about uh, Mertens? Who? Mertens from Napoli. So who? To us. Would you take him? Where are you getting all these rumors from, bro? But you were right on the last rumor of Saints of 10 mil, so I ain't questioning no more. <laughs> I haven't heard that. No, I haven't heard it either. I've heard, I've but heard... I thought it would be a guy that, that would fit well. Yeah, of course. So, so does Napoli. That's why they want to keep him. No, he's on the let. Let they're letting him go. They're letting Merton go. Um, I was. I really? saw another guy that I said. Yeah, it was Alexis Sanchez. No, besides Alexis Sanchez, there was another guy that I that I saw that said, hmm, "This wouldn't be a, a bad Isco. A bad get." Isco, number ten, baby. Isco, yeah, Isco has already been mentioned, but no, Sanchez no, is still on the contract. He's still on the contract. He's not coming to Vicky. He's part of the team. No, but um, I, I think they'll let him go for the right price, but he's not, he's, uh, he's got other aspirations. That mm. dude's not on the free and, you know, it's totally yeah, different. Yeah, I forget. What else? You hey, guys ready on, to roll? Dave. There's questions. Hugo talks all this trash and then he doesn't say anything. <sighs> Dave, you had one job, dude. No, it's not Dave. It's not. <laughs> oh. Uh, let me give my boy Sheik Marcelino some love. There you he's, go. He's over there in Portugal. And, and all you, look, I, we love all the listeners, but in particular those guys that 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 sacrifice to stay up this late to listen to my knucklehead and, and the rest of you, yep. two beautiful voices. You know, those guys need extra love. But Sheik Marcelino, I'm just reading because he agrees with me. So. <laughs> uh, Sheik Marcelino said, Jean Mario and Tarap are total opposites. I have to agree that Tarap is more creative. For the number 10 role, James Joao Mario can't risk a pass or a shot if his life depended on it. Um, Manny Valadão, who's very active today, says Benfica offered Grimaldo to City, apparently. Um, City? Why would City touch him? Yeah, Hugo says you guys are forgetting one of the pleasant surprises of this preseason. Who's that? The kid, Tony Silva, can ball. Yeah, but, yeah, but where's he going to play? Well, he's good. That's why I hang up on him every day when he calls him. <laughs> Davey says, all good, fun boys, uh, all good, fun boys, much love, Davey. Now I know why you don't uh, read Davey's, uh, Davey Hen's uh, questions, because uh, he disagrees with you in terms of... No, the I still read them, I still read them, <laughs> but he has, he just said it's all good. Uh, b- 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 Carlos, uh, Carlos, what's up? Our, our, I miss our Carlos. Our number one doctor is here. Uh, noticed, he, I guess he notices the time goes by much faster with this team. Yeah, the other team was like pulling teeth, brothers, like you just, yo, can we get this game over? It felt like it was only 30 minutes into the game last season. It felt like it was three hours in. We're like, yo, we're in overtime. You know, so, yeah, you're right. This team has a... Uh, Carlos, uh, front 242 is going to be in town soon. Let's get together. 
Who's that? The new formation, four four two. Yeah. Red Baron says we're still missing some pieces. Davy has said Rafa's been great also, but we always see him disappear by the tenth match. Anyway, agree. Joe Mari normally disappears by the second or third match, so those two guys have that in common. Uh, Hugo is in love with Araujo. Says ten times a player. Uh, Enrique Araujo or Thiago Araujo? Enrique. Or Tomás Araujo. Enrique, Enrique. He says that Enrique Araujo is ten times a player that will solve Real Madrid. It's only a matter of time until he wins that spot. No, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I, even looking at the body language of both of them, Gonzalo Ramos sometimes he looks like he's kind of like out of it or he's like overwhelmed. Listen, I'm I'm already gonna get plenty of lashes tomorrow. <laughs> the lashes? Who's gonna lash you for dude? criticizing uh, Florentino? So I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a save <laughs> Gonzalo for next week. <laughs> Gonzalo next week. <laughs> uh, Red Baron says I think uh, Benfica obviously uh, needs to go get a goalkeeper, another midfielder, and a tent for this kind of system. But we look much better than last season. Go back and look at the at the scores from last season. We lost against our B team. <laughs> yeah, that was how we opened up the preseason last year. We lost against the B team. So it's the first game of the season. The first game of the preseason. As we know, as we all know, JJ didn't normally feel the strongest eleven the first couple games of the year. Anyway. <laughs> Paolo. <laughs> yes. No, Paolo was a couple years ago. No, not last year. but that's what I say. JJ normally didn't feel the strongest <laughs> eleven. That's what I'm saying. Interfering with coaches. Okay, this is now PZ. PZ Love. Uh, Manny saying deserved it until he started interfering with coaches and starting revolts in the locker room. Uh, Red Baron says again he deserves much love and much respect, uh, much more love and respect than what he's getting from some of the fans. Sergio uh, Cicada, respect to PZ. For what he did at the club, but the way he acted the last few years to coaches is the reason for yeah. this sort of exit. It's a perception, man. Yes, yes. Davey says, don't let the door hit you where the sun don't shine. Don't let the door hit you on the other yeah. side of the face. Yeah, so uh, nobody else is really saying much. Yeah. Luis Suarez is coming to bite Pepe Zero. Luis, Luis Suarez, Luis Suarez has is already committed to yeah, He said he's coming home. No, not coming home. But where is he from? Uruguay. He's going home. He's not going to Uruguay. You're, you're going home. Yeah. Not coming home. You're, you're not coming home. He's coming home. He said, I'm coming home. Fuck, man. I read today that uh, one of the administrators of the Saad for uh, Malaga was uh, saying, said something on the media that they, they, they're reading the news that coming out of Portugal and they said there's a contract. And if the if the contract is not met, then you know there, there's going to be yeah they some, have to pay him like sixty six or sixty seven percent. Dude, I'm so over. I'm so over this Orta thing, man. Cindy, I like this. I like Cindy. Cindy you like Cindy? Still not satisfied with the squad. We need much more. Hey, I like that. Epa, you gotta get Cindy on Cindy. the podcast. She seems like she knows. Think without the pot. You can't ask for too much. Let's just take a little baby steps, hey, man. Cindy's on my team. She's on my side. Look, we got a right. We got a decent right back. Right, we got a, dis- a decent. Well, we had the right we got a good eight. We got a good eight. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I know that there's a lot of positions that we Nets. would. Nets. 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 The thing, the thing that, it, that and and 
I have these ideas in my head of things to, to talk about. And Christiana starts talking, and I just I lose my train. I lose my train of thought. But the thing with with Nerz, and in, in, in this this thought came when you were saying Nerz was a little bit more discreet because there's a little bit more attention paid to him. The thing that I like is then when Nerz is not working, Rafa is working. And you can only you can only double you can only double one guy at a time. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I like the way Rafa's been playing, but again, <laughs> he's another guy that you gotta wait and see how it goes. Rafa is on. Anyway, vamos embora, vamos embora. Baby Hand says, "I love to see Ristich light a fire on the Gribaldo. Epa, I think I, you would, I, and the rest of the baby I saw Ristich, and I wasn't really impressed. You've he's been. I've never seen him. I I saw him play forty five minutes and I wasn't impressed. And then Nelson, he got hurt. Nelson Carvalho says goalkeeper number ten are the biggest needs. Since yeah. says, I'm tired of seeing this team get beaten by a club da fruta. That's why I like this. Epa. Cindy, next week you're on the podcast. Cindy's saying all the right words. I'm on the DM next week you're coming on. Much better guest than Hugo, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> well, that's why Hugo's not a guest. Definitely has better clue. <laughs> he has more clue. <laughs> anyway. Everybody, thank you so much for for being on a chat, being interactive, you know, listening to us. Uh, tremendously uh, appreciated. Uh, next week we'll be back. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll break down the first game again, Mijatland. Um, and yeah, that one that counts, counts ladies and gentlemen. That one, that one does count. At the start of the lose, should be another packed house. 49,000 49, is what they had today. today. Elder Conduto was saying 60,000 people. There's no 60,000 people. It was 49,000. Um, yeah, so. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Don't forget to uh, to follow us on all our social media platforms. Did you know, Cristiano? Well, we our, you know uh, our Twitter uh, account for Bifiga Podcast has over 5,000 followers. That's it. Well, we went over that mark. I don't it's know what, how many is in there. It's, it's embarrassing. It should be more. Biggest club, the biggest club in Portugal. We only got five thousand. That's yeah. You gotta, you gotta offer shirts for people to follow. Well, what I'm gonna do this year, since you're talking about that, um, I will be giving away. I will be giving away um, my red packs. Um, Ooh. Yes. So you can attend the game, and, 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 here, and here's the the kicker. Here's the cherry on top. What is the cherry on top? Cherry on top. The icing yep. on top of the cake. Is that if you are fortunate enough to win, I don't know, we'll determine how, how we're going to do this. But if you're fortunate enough to get my red pass, you get to sit right next to Antonio Pino. Non diga this spot. Everybody's going to want that red pass. Because it's mine? <laughs> no, because of the uh, company. I thought it was because of mine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you get to sit with Antonio Pita and the rest of the boys from the Benfica FM. So, hey, for now, it's only one. So you got to leave your date outside. That's the loose. Watching your car, you pick them up at Lima at the roulette, eating some be fun as you pick them up after. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be giving those away. So, but uh, Kato was complaining reason. that they uh, raised the price of beer. It's now a dollar. F- it's a it's a euro and fifty cents for a beer at the roulette. How much were they before? A euro? I guess. After twenty of them, bro. Twenty for you and twenty for everybody else. It counts. That, that's right. Don't mess around. Those guys in the lots, they're they're hip to uh, what's going on in uh, in the financial markets. Anyway, take care, everyone. Yep. Love you all. You. Love you. Bye. <laughs>